Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. In this episode, we are going to talk about hiring your first team member or first team members. And I'm really excited to do this episode because we've been kind of sharing our hiring journey behind the scenes on Instagram. And I asked some of you a few months back if you would be interested in me diving deeper into this topic. And we got a lot of responses saying that you would be interested. So we're finally doing this episode and I can't wait to dive in. The first thing I really want to point out is that having a team or people helping you is so important. In order to go far and achieve all of your goals, you really do need a team behind you. And so if you want to go far, then you need a team. When you first start your business, you can carry your business by yourself for a while because you're likely a solopreneur or maybe have a co-founder. So you can kind of get away with it for the first couple of years. But eventually, as you're growing and scaling, there is a need for you to be able to have people behind you so that you can start to focus your time, become more efficient, and delegate and delete things off of your to-do list so that you can just continue to focus on what you're good at and just continue to scale your business. And so I just wanted to set this episode up first by saying that it is really important to have a team. And I know some of you might be in that transitional period where you're thinking about starting a small team or you're thinking about getting some help, but you feel a little bit scared about it and you're not sure if it would be a good time for you right now or you're not sure if it's going to be a worthwhile investment. So if you're in this camp, then I hope that this episode is really helpful for you. But just to level set, I just wanted to say the importance of a team. And then in this episode, we'll dive a little bit deeper around when you can start to outsource, what you can outsource, and how all of that will work. I did also want to acknowledge, though, that it can be scary to hire team members like I just alluded to. But remember that you don't have to start out with full-time employees right from the get-go. You can start with interns, or you can start with contractors, or you can even start with part-time employees. I wouldn't advise you start right off the bat with a full-time employee because that can be really stressful. And depending on where your budgets are at, you may or may not be able to afford a full-time employee right now. And so that's why I recommend typically for our clients to dabble with interns and contractors and part-time people so that they can start to get the hang of managing people, see what personalities they work the best with, and then once they're ready to make the leap to a full-time team, then they'll already be set up for success. You'll have some experience with working with people and managing people already, and it'll just be a little bit more smooth. With that being said, you might be wondering, okay, so when do I know I'm ready to start hiring or when do I start outsourcing? Every person is different, 
But what I would say is that most slow fashion founders I know typically wait until it's too late. And what that looks like is that, you know, you just picture a slow fashion founder that's super stressed out, super overwhelmed, stretched very thin, still doing everything in their business from designing to packaging orders to marketing to customer service. They're just running around putting out a bunch of fires and they're really at their breaking point. And it's at that point that they decide that they're going to finally ask for some help. But when you're in that situation, you typically are quite desperate to find someone. And so you likely won't take the time to find the best candidate because you really need someone to help you ASAP. And you may not have the luxury of hiring over a month or maybe a month and a half to find the perfect person. And so you never want to be in that situation and you never want to be hiring someone out of desperation because then you likely won't find your unicorn person or your ideal hire and maybe a few months down the line you may have to go through the process of letting them go and finding someone else. And so always make sure that you're not in a space of being super, super desperate or really, really needing someone. You kind of want to be able to anticipate that and get ahead of it. And of course, that's always hard to predict. But generally, what we recommend to our clients is to really plan out what they have on the horizon for the next quarter, the next few months, and then see from a workload perspective if that's manageable. Generally, as a rule of thumb as well, I would say in your first year of business, you could start to experiment with hiring like graphic designers or a website person. Just get the taste of working with someone else and how you like to manage people and what your leadership style looks like. And then I would say in the second year, you can start to think about how you can potentially move some things off your plate. Again, this is a very general rule of thumb. You need to look at your budgets and you need to look at what's going on in your business. If, for example, you do really well in your first year and you have an insane growth spurt, then you for sure will need to bring on people earlier to help you. On the flip side, if things are really, really slow and you're not really making that much money and you can't afford to hire someone, then you'll need to really be smart with how you spend your time and really try to maximize that so you can achieve a little bit more growth and then bring someone on to help you. So generally, if you can start to hire a little bit earlier than you think you need to, and give yourself at least one and a half to two months to find the right person, then you can try to get ahead of it. Because I don't want you to be in a situation when you are stretched so thin that you will literally just hire anyone to come in and help you because that's not really long-term thinking. You want to make sure you find someone that's going to be there for at least six months to a year, if not longer. And so the right fit and the right qualifications is really important. So we talked a little bit about when you should be outsourcing and finding someone. Now let's talk about what you should be outsourcing and what you should be getting off your plate. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, as you're scaling your business and as you're getting to the next level, you slowly need to start to specialize what you do and make sure things that you do are really, really important to the business and really crucial for you to do. In other words, no one else can really do it like you do it, and it's important for you in particular to do it. 
And I know that might have been a lot of use in one sentence, so I'll give you an example. As you're scaling and as you are growing, you as a founder shouldn't have to do certain things anymore. Like you should start to get things off your plate, like packaging and shipping orders, potentially price of your customer service, potentially some of your marketing pieces. And before you freak out, that's not to say you're not going to have oversight and insight into what's going on in those departments of your business, but it's just to say that you should not be the one spending your time executing those items. A mentor of mine once really shared that he used to think of his hourly rate as $5,000 an hour. And I know that's really, really high, but it just gives you the perspective that your time is valuable and you need to start attributing a dollar amount to it. So if your hourly rate, let's say, is $5,000 an hour, then should you be spending three hours of your time every single week packaging and shipping orders when you can hire someone for maybe $20 an hour or $15 an hour to do it? You probably shouldn't, right? The math just doesn't check out. And you are probably the one in your business best suited for strategic visionary items or maybe really thinking about your next few products and your next few designs. Whatever is really, really important for you to do is what you want to start to specialize and focus your role for your business on. And then those other items you want to start to get off your plate and either delegate it to someone else or delete it if you're finding that it's not going to ladder up directly to achieving your business goals. Take the lens of putting your hourly rate at a really, really high amount, like $5,000 an hour, and then also couple that with what you're good at and what your zone of genius is or what your strengths are, because you definitely want to play to your strengths. And every single person you bring onto your team hopefully has different strengths than you so that you all complement each other. Once you determine what you ideally want to be working on, For all the other items that aren't being done, either delete it because it's no longer relevant for you to be doing, or you're not seeing results from it, or it's not directly aligned with your business objectives. And then after you've deleted items that are no longer relevant, for all the other remaining tasks that you aren't able to do anymore, you'll need to find someone else to do them. And so that's how you can determine what to outsource and what kind of position to hire for. For your initial few hires, you likely won't have a super specialized role. So you're probably not going to hire like a marketing person and a shipping person. Just as a rule of thumb, you want to try to manage as few people as possible because managing someone is actually a lot of work. So if you can actually hire a Swiss army knife or a jack of all trades type position to begin with, I think that would be really beneficial for you. So ideally, that person could help you with your shipping, with your customer service and with your marketing, and they'll do a variety of different tasks. And in a startup environment, that is quite common, but you'll just need to find someone that's really excited about this type of role, really looking to learn and try a bunch of things. And then on your end, you'll really want to make sure you onboard them and train them and really set them up for success. And we'll definitely talk about that a little bit more in the next episode because I do think that deserves its own episode. I've seen so many slow fashion founders hire some really exciting people that they're super jazzed about. But then as they start working together, it starts to fizzle out and not work out because they weren't properly onboarded and trained. 
So make sure you stay tuned for the next episode because we will dive deeper into that. Keep that in mind. Again, it's just always better to manage one person versus manage three different people and three different personalities. It's going to be a lot more time consuming because you're going to have, for example, three times the amount of meetings and three times the amount of conversations with them. And so it's just best when you're first starting out to hire one of those jack of all trades or Swiss army knife type positions. And that's what we do a lot at Recloseted as well. We hire people that are super resourceful and willing to learn and excited to roll up their sleeves and get stuff done. And it's all about what the business needs. So right now you might hire someone thinking that they could do X, Y, and Z, but maybe a few months later you're pivoting in your business or there's a new revenue stream you're thinking of. And so their role changes a little bit. And so you definitely want people that are really excited about this kind of stuff and really excited to learn and grow and develop with you. So that's why when you're hiring and looking for someone, you'll want to kind of watch out for someone that has these kind of traits or characteristics. And then when it comes to the hiring process or attracting the person you want to work for you, I would budget about a month and a half to two months to finding that person. So what you'll want to do is put out some sort of job posting. You can post it on your own website or you can post it on a job website like Indeed. I don't know what the job posting sites are in America, but I do think you guys use Indeed. You can also do LinkedIn, although I think you may have to pay for it. But I would always start with your own community because those are people that already are familiar with your brand and your customers. And it's always great to hire directly from your community. So you can always do that. And so once you have the job posting, the next part is just waiting. So I would have the posting up for maybe two to three weeks, see what kind of applications you get in, sift through all the resumes, and then select a few people to interview. And when you're interviewing, make sure you ask them about previous experiences, why they're excited to work for your company, and all this stuff. And For our clients, we do have a list of interview questions and a list of job description templates and things like that to make their lives easier. But if you aren't one of our clients, then just make sure you take the time to carefully think through how you're going to select the perfect candidate for your business. And hiring the right candidate is definitely a skill to hone and a skill to develop. But generally, I would say that you want to trust your gut. So if you have a feeling that someone's going to be really good fit, or if you have a feeling that someone's not going to be a good fit, then I would definitely trust that instinct because on paper, someone can look like they're the perfect candidate. Potentially, they have relevant experience and they seem super knowledgeable. But when you meet them, you may not necessarily jive with them and you may not necessarily think they'd be a great fit for your brand. And so never ignore that feeling. And a test I always like to do too is consider if I would want to have dinner with this person or if I would want to be in a plane ride with this person or if I want to travel with this person because you are going to end up working with this person quite a lot for a few hours every single week and that definitely adds up. So you definitely want to make sure you at some level enjoy being with this person and remember that this is your business, right? So you get to create the culture and the type of people that you work with So take your time to find someone. That's why it's important to give yourself that grace period to find someone because it can take a long time. 
and you want to make sure you find the right fit and you are happy with who you're selecting. As a personal example, we at Recloseted once put out a posting for a position and this was back when I was first starting to hire and so I wasn't super experienced and we sifted through a bunch of resumes and there was a couple of people I was deciding between. One person looked great on paper. She had a great background. She had relevant experience and she also seemed super knowledgeable. And so I was really excited to meet her. And then the other person wasn't as experienced, but she definitely had a lot of eagerness. She had a willingness to learn and a great attitude. And unfortunately, we were in a tricky position where we really needed to hire someone quickly. And I felt like I didn't really want to go through the tedious process of onboarding and training someone because we were going through a really big growth spurt at Recalcitrant and I just didn't have the bandwidth to be able to sit down with this person and really babysit them. And I felt like the second person would need a lot of babysitting and coaching because she was a lot more green compared to the first person. And so what I did was I ended up hiring the first person that looked great on paper and I felt like she wouldn't need a lot of hand-holding and she could probably just get started right away. However, through this process, we were definitely a little bit desperate, if you couldn't already tell, because we were going through a growth spurt and we really needed someone to come in and just start working for us right away. And so we definitely hired a little bit too late. And that's why I highly encourage you to always hire earlier rather than later, because even if you think you hire too early, there's always work that person can do and you can probably see results from it right away. So you always want to hire a little bit earlier versus too late because then you're going to be in this sticky situation that I was in. So anyways, we ended up offering it to the first person. And even when we were interviewing her, I just felt like something was missing. Like she didn't seem super passionate and she didn't seem like she was really, really interested in the role, but I really felt like she could just get going. So we ended up offering the role to her. And the first month she started working with us ended up being a bit of a nightmare. I thought that I could just onboard her and train her and kind of do the bare minimum and then she would be well on her way. But it ended up actually taking a lot of my time because she was missing deadlines. Things were coming in really haphazardly. I would have to actually redo a lot of her work. And it ended up being a really difficult situation for me because I already was strapped for time. But now this employee that I thought would be really, really helpful for me was actually causing more work. And so unfortunately, we had to let her go. And I learned the lesson about not trusting my gut and going with the second person. And what I learned from this whole experience is that you always want to hire a little bit sooner than you need to, because then you will have the time and the capacity to find someone that will actually be good for your business and actually a good fit for your brand. So that was the first lesson I learned. The second lesson I learned as well is if you are able to streamline your onboarding and your training, which is what we're going to talk about in the next episode, you don't have to worry too much about hiring someone that may not be super experienced. Granted, you totally will have to onboard them and train them and also be more patient with them. But even for someone that is experienced, You'll still have to teach them how you do things and you'll still have to teach them the ropes. So 
From a time perspective, it isn't that much of a difference. I would say maybe for a newer person, you might be spending 30% more time. But in my mind, I thought it would be closer like 80% more. But I, I think if you can streamline your onboarding and your training, it shouldn't be that big of a lift. And then my last lesson that I learned that is really, really important is the fact that you can't really change someone's attitude or you can't change someone's passion. So you can definitely teach someone how to do something and you can definitely teach them knowledge, but you can't teach them to change their attitude. And so that was the big difference between the first person versus the second person. The first person, the attitude just wasn't there. And no matter how much time I would spend with her or no matter what I would say to her, the attitude's just not changing, right? And so that's really important to keep in mind when you're hiring someone. You want someone that is so passionate to work for your brand and you are likely doing some amazing things and you're writing the harmful fashion industry. So it should be exciting for someone to work with you. And that's just something to keep in mind that you can teach someone the marketing stuff or you can teach someone your shipping label like system, but you can't teach them how to be really excited about what they're doing and all that other stuff. So yeah, those were just some lessons that I learned from that hiring experience early on into doing Recloseted. And I just wanted to share that with you so that you can hopefully learn from that experience. Building a team is no joke and it is probably one of the most important things you can do as you're scaling your brand and trying to get to the next level. Because like I talked about at the beginning of this episode, if you want to go far, you need the woman power behind you to do that. And so that's why hiring and building a team is so important. We're going to talk a little bit more about onboarding and training and really setting your initial team up for success in the next episode. But in the meantime, we are also covering some topics of this in our upcoming sales workshop. And so if you haven't already signed up, make sure you do so because we have a couple of spots left. We're going to be talking all about sales strategies, marketing strategies, and team building strategies. And you can sign up for free at www.recloseted.com slash workshop. I'll have the link in the show notes, but make sure you sign up ASAP because we do only have a few spots left. And once we're full, we are full. So jump on it. And then in addition to the sales workshop, we also do cover hiring and building a team so that you are set up for success in our Conscious Apparel Accelerator Program, or CAA. And if you want to find out more information about CAA, visit www.recloseted.programs.com CAA, and the link will also be in the show notes. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded, and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.